Hello, and welcome back to the Bug in a Rug podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. <laughs> As I started the intro, Whitney decided that the intro would be the perfect time to take a drink. And I stopped, and I didn't. And you, and good job. Take your drink now. Slurp it on up. I can't, I'm laughing now. <laughs> I gotta calm down first. I just could feel the... I couldn't, I didn't look at you, but I could feel the judgment of your stare. And it yeah. just burned my soul. Hey, that's just my face. Sometimes. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. <sighs> Today okay. is a good day because Whitney's going to tell me a story. I don't have to do anything. Except listen with my ears and watch with my eyes. You don't have to do that. You can close them. Here come my peepers right <laughs> up on you. Put them right on you. Put them right on you. Um, so I was very proactive Yeah. today. I already took Cooper's collar off to sure. try and prevent mm. any jingle jangles from the peanut gallery the, back there. Well, yeah, one of the two. I've already heard some munching and more munching he's eating now. And I definitely heard some scritchy scratches from Ellie in the litter box already. So hopefully they got that out of their system. Just, you know, this podcast has turned into a uh, play-by-play of what our cats do in the evening times. You said it was my turn to talk about what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I said story. And That's this. not a story. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> okay, so uh, what I've done um, for you is uh, I'm going to try and keep you up at night, but not necessarily in a goosebumpy freak you out kind of way more than just let's ponder the existence of beans not of myself beans like yeah you look like a baked bean a baked bean <laughs> not like the legumes legumes aren't they, aren't they legumes? legumes legumes i thought you were saying lagoon that's why i was confused not like lagoons either <laughs> and not like coffee beans beans Beings, yeah, creatures. Bings. <laughs> okay. Okay. The existence of creatures is it about aliens? No. Clo- well, probably not. We're gonna talk about cryptids. And yeah. I neither confirm nor deny whether or not they're aliens. Okay. If we're being honest. Okay, that's fair. We could be aliens to other planetary beings. Uh huh. Or other planetary legumes. Who am I to say? Perfect. You spot hit that. <laughs> hey, explain that real well. Let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna start with a uh, a little fella who is fairly close to home, like the next state over. Let me guess. Uh, Virginia. No. Ohio. Nope. Maryland. Nope. <laughs> Kentucky. Nope. <laughs> There's only like one more. Shit. Uh, ten. We gotta drive through it to get home. Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) Got it in seven. They say we live in the tri-state area. I'd say we have a couple more states than that around. Tri-state area. Yeah. West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Yeah, that's technically the. Well, unless it's West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. Where's that's the tri? Is this right here the tri-state area? No, I think it's like Morgantown's the tri-state area. Are you making it up? <laughs> Are you making? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I want to start this uh, Pennsylvania cryptid tale with the lyrics from a 1976 song. 1976. Mm-hmm. The year, the year, Mm-mm. <laughs> if you were going to say the birth of our father, no, 67. <laughs> Man, dyslexia hits hard, doesn't it? I felt what you were about to say, and I stopped you. <laughs> I'm so- hey, Dad, I mean, it's a compliment, right? Because I'm basically saying he's 10 years younger than he actually is. And younger than mom by six years, then, in that case? No, it'd only be four years. We're talking about 1976. Yeah. Six years. 
Dyslexia, man. It gets me every time. Makes math real hard. Okay, I'm going to tell you these song lyrics. I never said I was bright. <laughs> Math's not one of the things we are good at on this podcast. Oh, man. Okay, I'm ready. So. Pennsylvania, tri-state area. Right. 67. No, Mm-mm. 76. Yep, 1976. The band Genesis had an album called A Trick of the a Trick of the Tale, and this was the third track on the album, and I'm not going to tell you the name of it because that'll give away what we're talking about. Okay. So, here are the lyrics to this song. Like father, like son, not flesh, nor fish, nor bone. A red rag hangs from an open mouth, alive at both ends, but a little dead in the middle. A tumbling and bumbling he will go. All the king's horses and all the king's men could never put a smile on that face. He's a sly one, he's a shy one. Wouldn't you be too? Scared to be left all on his own. He hasn't a, hasn't a friend to play with the ugly duckling. The pressure on, the bubble will burst before our eyes. All well in perfect time. His tears are falling on the ground. But if you don't stand up, you don't stand a chance. A, 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 yay, yay. <laughs> you don't stand a chance. <laughs> I'm thoroughly confused. Well, I'm not done. Oh. I don't know if it'll help, but I'm not done. I'm ready. Go a little faster now, you might get there in time. Mirror, mirror on the wall, his heart was broken long before he ever came to you. Stop your tears from falling. The trail they leave is very clear for all to see at night. All to see at night, they come at night. In season, out of season, oh what's the difference when you don't know the reason? In one hand bread, the other a stone, the hunter enters the forest. All are not huntsmen who blow the huntsman's horn, and by the look of this one, You've not got much to fear. Here I am. I'm very fierce and frightening. I come to match my skills to yours. Now listen here. Listen to me. Don't you run away now. I am a friend. I'd really like to play with you. Making noises my little furry friend would like to make. I'll trick him. Then I'll kick him into my sack. You better watch out. You better watch out. I've got you. I've got you. You'll never get away. Walking home that night. The sack across my back. The sound of sobbing on my shoulder. When suddenly it stopped, I opened up the sack, all that I had, a pool of bubbles and tears, just a pool of tears, just a pool of tears. All in all, you are a very dying race, placing trust upon a cruel world. You never had the things you thought you should have had, and you'll not get them now. And all the while, in perfect time, your tears are falling on the ground. Couple things. One, I didn't know you were going to read the whole song. I didn't either. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Hey, look at me. I didn't either. <laughs> Second of all, I've I may or may not have blacked out halfway through. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I've picked up some things. At first, I thought maybe an earthworm, but that didn't make any sense. Then we got like uh, clues about what the Humpty Dumpty and the Ugly Duckling. Yeah, at the very beginning, all the king's horsemen and all the mm. king's men. The Ugly Duckling, then maybe I thought of, like, the Headless Horseman towards the end, but that didn't make sense either. And then um, A Pool of Tears, Mm -hmm. Uh, the Pokemon Ditto is my final answer. I'm more confused than (laughs) when I started reading it. Here's what I'm going to pull out of this song for you that's important. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Don't read the whole thing again. Ugly Duckling. (laughs) Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, alive at both ends, but dead in the middle. See, that's where you did the earthworm. earthworm yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that really helps, but I see where you got that from. Uh, hunters, the huntsmen have seen mm-hmm. him. Uh, the the main tale this is based off of is when a hunter supposedly put this creature in a sack. Right. And and we'll get to that as well. And and pools of tears. So those are like okay. pieces to pull from it. Sure. Um, which genre is this song? I don't know. That's why I didn't sing it. Cause I, I was going know. between heavy metal and like a hippy dippy vibe. Hippy dippy, hippy dippy. <laughs> anyway, you don't know the genre. No, I am not into the literature. <laughs> anyway, so what we're talking about today and what the song is titled and based off of is the squonk. Squonk. Now, this little guy. He makes my heart very sad. Yeah. But he's also adorable. Okay. And I want to try and find one. 
Okay. And be their friend. Sure. Okay? I think it's important. Um, so, in the Hemlock Forest of northern Pennsylvania, which is an area that is actually currently being threatened right now. Okay. Hemlock Forest of northern Pennsylvania. Right. Um, I repeat things back to make sure I'm paying attention. Good. Don't black out again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, these particular trees in this forest area is being threatened okay. due to the uh, introduction of a non-native invasive insect oh okay so this story of the squonk is actually becoming a little bit more popular right now because sure. this is the region he lives in and this area is dying he well, or she they they thank you sorry <laughs> thank you thank you thank you <laughs> that they, they live in so um mm, the reason okay. this area is being threatened is because of the hemlock woolly adelglid okay a-d-e-l-g-l-i-d which is uh, kind of like an aphid that I think ladybugs eat. They're these little sure. tiny insects who were introduced to Virginia from Japan in the 1950s, made their way to Pennsylvania by the 1960s. Okay. And they feed on plant sap. Okay. So they're basically t- interfering with the nutrients of these trees. Sure. Leading to um, needle drop, branch dieback, and the death of trees oh, overall. Okay, sure. But um, this area is known for, you know, now the deforestation, mm-hmm. but also the squonk. Right. Okay. So the squonks are also known by their scientific name, which I didn't know cryptids could have. Hmm. Apparently they do in some cases, which is Lacryma corpus dissolvens. Because they dissolve into tears. Mm-hmm. Really? Breaks down into tear, body, and dissolve. See, that science brain hasn't gone away completely. You did great. <laughs> uh, lacrima would be tear, corpus would be body, and mm-hmm. dissolvents would be dissolve. So in the 19th century, when the timber industry in Pennsylvania was at its absolute peak, uh, we get the f- earliest written account of a squonk. Okay. Now, the legend was most likely there beforehand. Right, but this is the first time it was like written down Correct. and recorded. So, in 1910, William T. Cox wrote The Fearsome Creatures of the Lumber Woods with a Few Desert and Mountain Beasts. And I'm going to read you a quote from his book. Okay. Uh, about the squonk. So, did his book have more than one animal, creature? Yes. Okay. I don't know what else was in it. Hmm. All right, so this sure. This is the only one that I read about. Yeah. Probably the homeliest animal in the world and knows it. The distribution was once fairly wide, the usual habitat being high plains where desert vegetation was abundant. History shows beyond dispute that, as these areas gradually changed to swampy, lake-dotted country, the squonk was forced to take to the water. Of distinctly low mentality, it traveled constantly around the unaccustomed marshes in search of fodder. So he, they weren't, excuse me, they, they weren't very accustomed to the new setting and they had to try and adapt and so look for new water. food. Yeah. With time, it developed webbing between its toes, but only on the submerged left feet. Hence, on entering the water, it could swim only in circles and never got back to shore. Wait! <sighs> I didn't read all this through before I put it on. Wow, way to way to admit how you do your research. I wanted real reactions from both of us. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, everybody likes this quote. Go oh for my it. gosh. Anyway. <laughs> they can only swim with their left feet. Because they would like walk around the edge of the marsh. With their left feet in. Yeah, in yeah, the water. yeah, yeah. Fossil bones dredged from these lake bottoms reveal that thousands perished of starvation in this manner. Today, the squonk is met solely in the hemlock forests of Pennsylvania. So that's the only place now that you can find it. Okay. It is a most retiring, bashful, crepuscular animal garbed in a loose, warty, singularly ill-fitting skin. The squonk is always unhappy, even morbid. Hmm. He is given to constant weeping over his really upsetting appearance oh. and can sometimes be tracked by his tear-stained trail. Oh my god! It's like a f- frog that knows it's ugly. Yeah. He's got really, really... It's like a like a Sharpay with their really loose, wrinkly skin. The ones I call yeah, Grandpa Dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's all over. Yeah. And they're kind of like a worm with feet. Like a big, fat worm yeah. with feet. Mm-hmm. And they have warty skin, and they just cry all the time. Aw, poor, poor boys. Poor girls. Poor, poor animals. Poor creatures. Them. Are they sad all the time because 
their homes are just were destroyed. No. They're, they're just sad, sad all the time. They're sad because they're ugly and they don't think anyone wants to be their friend. Oh. That's why we gotta go find one and be their friend. All right, where? how do we get there? To Pennsylvania? To the Hemlock Forest. I don't know, we go to northern Pennsylvania. Okay. I didn't look up how far away it was because I was too sad about the squonk. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, moonlit nights are the best for squonk hunts, according to Cox. For the animal prefers to lie in quiet in its hemlock home, fearing should it venture forth that it might catch a glimpse of itself in the water. Jeez. Sometimes you can hear one weeping softly to himself. The sounds are a low note pleading somewhat, resembling the call of a cross-feathered snee. I don't know what that means. Is this from Dr. Seuss? No. A snee. Are you sure? Bless you. <laughs> so, um, Henry Tyrone embellished this description that Cox had given in his 1939 book, Fearsome Creatures. Uh, he said that, uh, basically the same thing, but he recounted this story, which was, uh, about hunters who are basically say they're good at tracking the squonk, mm-hmm. and you follow their trail, like Cox had said, but whenever in, uh, escape seems impossible or when they're surprised or frightened, they'll just dissolve into tears. Oh, that's so sad. So um, you can find them on moonlit nights when tears are shed slowly and the animal dislikes moving about. So you can kind of follow it to where you think it yeah, is. Yeah, because they don't like to walk around. Right. Now, supposedly, Mr. J.P. Wintling formerly of Pennsylvania, but now of St. Anthony Park, Minnesota, as of 1939. Now, this is in 1939. This is when this man lived there. Yeah. But he reported that he had a disappointing experience with a squonk near Mount Alto. He said he made a clever capture by mimicking the squonk and inducing it to hop into a sack. Okay. And then he was carrying it home when suddenly the bird enlightened and the weeping ceased. Wendling unslung the sack and looked inside, and there was nothing but tears and bubbles. Well, yeah, what did he think was going to happen? I don't know. But this is where the part of the Genesis song. Yeah, yeah, about the guy carrying the sack. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. That makes sense. So the song was pulled from Mm -hmm. this account. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, in 1996, Nancy Springer also wrote Bird Song, which is a play about an outcast girl. Excuse me, it's a short story okay. about an outcast girl who meets a squonk. In her story, though, she presents it as a bird, which I oh. find very confusing. Okay. It's more amphibious by the other accounts. Right. Um, now, the squonk takes the girl to a phoenix's funeral. It is overcome with grief and forgets its self-consciousness and goes to the front of the funeral and becomes weeping on the ashes left behind. When it dissolves into a puddle, it creates baby squonks that reform out of the puddle of the, like, water and ashes. Oh, so it's, the squonk is born of a phoenix ashes. And squonk tears. And squonk tears. Apparently, according to Nancy Springer. Yeah, but then how'd the phoenix come I have no idea. Back. I don't know. Okay. Because now its ashes are wet. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Okay. In 2002, Glenn David Gold wrote a short story called The Tears of a Squonk and What Happened Thereafter. <laughs> so okay. these are just people referencing this Yeah, song. yeah. In pop culture and other references, you know, we have the song by Genesis sure. in 1976. And then Steely Dan actually wrote a song oh. called Any Major Dude Will Tell You. Uh, and there's a <laughs> line in this song that says, Have you ever seen a squonk's tears? Well, look at mine. Oh, he's a squonk? Okay. I don't know. Man, takes me back. To high school. I know. We did a marching band field show. It's a whole season of it, guys. Of Steely Dan. And we didn't know who Steely Dan was. Nobody knew except our band director. And she's like, no, it's a great band, guys. Great songs. And we were like, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Cool. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. The Squonk also makes an appearance in the game Coldcept. Coldcept for PlayStation 2. Okay. Where he's a character you can play. As? Well, it says it's a playable character card. Which I'm assuming means you can play as one, but I don't know what this game is. Yeah. There's also a play by Daniel Caffrey called Gregor and the Squonk, which is loosely based on the tale of Mr. Wintling, initially written for a play festival at Florida State University and was later done by the Tympanic Theater Company. Cool. 
But I just wanted to talk about the squonk because uh, I believe Kirsten, who uh, listens to our podcast, said suggested him, them, the she, squonks. She has a podcast too, right? She has a podcast as well called Mountain Murderinos. They talk about Appalachian murders. Murder. Murder. But the squonk would never. Right, which is why she offered him to us to talk about. The squonk would never murder. He wouldn't. They're very docile creatures. Oh, he thinks he's so ugly. That's me. That's why I thought we Sometimes. Were, we related a lot to him just by our, like, sad nature. I think everybody does right now. I think everyone does right now, which is why I felt it important to bring to our attention. But I saw a TikTok the other day, and it was like, a guy was like, it took me this long to realize that I'm, I don't think I'm ugly anymore. I just know that I'm not my type. And I was like, yes. I saw that and I thought, wow. You're not wrong. Wow, yeah. Wow. I saw that and I felt it in my soul. Oh, man. So that's all I have about the squonk. I know it's not a lot. I want a squonk plushie. No, my gosh, me too. Have Mm -hmm. you ever seen one? No. A squonk plushie? What do you know? Just a squonk. Yeah. I've been to northern Pennsylvania. Have you ever seen a picture of one? Mm-mm. I'm going to show you. Okay. Look at him. Oh. Look at them. <laughs> Ew, he's kind of gross looking. They're also supposedly have like a little pig nose. Squonk sound cute. I'm going to get good enough at crochet and I'm going to crochet a squonk. I don't think it would be hard. It would just be like kind of a. It would be hard to, to make him wrinkly. With webbed toes on the left side. Just the left side. I like it. What a cute creature. Um, so, yeah, that's what I have on Squonk. How do you spell Squonk? S-Q-U-O-N-K. Squonk. Squonk. I'm going to start every time I sign up for, like, any type of video game or anything from now on, I'm changing my username to number one Squonk. Squonk tier one. <laughs> Squonk puddle three. <laughs> I like it all. I like it all. Good. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily creepy enough to keep me up at night but it's definitely you hit me in the feels i think that's was my goal yeah you hit me in the feels i mean i'm sorry but i was feeling it too right there that. <laughs> i could just show you <laughs> what i've been dealing with <laughs> writing this story about this mm-hmm. poor creature mm-hmm. so with our next tale ooh, a double feature well yes but more than two. Oh, wait. But the next ones have nothing to do with squonks, but they all have to do with each other. What are you, what is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, so. I asked for one simple story, and what do I get? I gave you the squonk. Yeah. But then I was sad. As a warm-up. It was a warm-up, and I decided I needed to do something else. Okay. Because I couldn't leave on that note. Okay. And then I fell into a deep, dark, cryptid hole. Squonk kind of reminds me of Eeyore. Squonk is very Eeyore-esque. Yeah. More baggy skin. Yeah, but I mean. But yes, that's what I would think they'd sound like, except mm-hmm. I don't think they make sound other than just weeping. You know, you think that they would, like, figure out another way to put Eeyore's tail on, because he loses it all the time. Other than just pinning it? Mm-hmm. Isn't it just pinned? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that hurt him? No. Eeyore's invincible, are you kidding me? <laughs> Anyway, anywho. Okay, say that so, one more time. Anywho, Yaramaya. <laughs> <laughs> That's our next cryptid. <laughs> Thanks for the segue. I didn't know how I was going to do it. <laughs> Guys, it's been nice doing this podcast, but I think I, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. You can't. You gotta listen to this creature. It's amazing. Yarmahi. Yarma Yahoo. Yarma Yahoo. Jeez. Yarama Did you look up the pronunciation? Nope. I believe it's just how it sounds, because I can't find anything else. Okay. So the Yarama Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Is an Australian cryptid. Cool. So we're going to the other side of the world for this one and turning things upside down a bit. 
as okay. Australians are wont to do. Yeah, Australia is the opposite of Pennsylvania. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. If you dug a hole straight through the ground from Pennsylvania... <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but wouldn't that be wild? Oh, man. Anywho. I mean, Yaramayahu. <laughs> so, the legend goes that the Yaramayahu assembles a frog-like man. He is about three to four feet... She, she, they... They are about three to four feet tall, with red skin and a huge head. Like, disproportionately sized head. Okay. They have a large mouth like a frog and no teeth. Okay. The ends of their hands have little, like, suckers on them. Mm-hmm. And they only come out during the day. Okay. So. Is this a D&D class that I've never heard of before? I wish. This would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So Yaramayahu live in fig trees, according to legend. They're about the same color, like the reddish color of figs. I think figs are red. I'm assuming that's why they live there. It said they camouflage themselves there. So anyway, um, the next section I put is their M.O. Or their, what they do, basically. What they're all about. What they're all about. Yeah. So Yaramayahu will wait for unsuspecting travelers to rest under their fig tree. They then drop down and use their suckers to drain the victim's blood. Wait, whoa, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, I was, I'm sorry, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I was maybe sending a text out, and I was not expecting that. You've got my full attention. It's about time. <laughs> now. They drop down from the trees? Yeah. And drain... They stick the blood their with their suction cup fingers and toes, mm. but that's not all. So they then proceed to swallow their victim whole. Okay, of course that's why they have the big mouth. Duh. Mm-hmm. They then drink some water and take a nap. Okay. Upon awakening, they regurgitate their still living victim. Wait. <laughs> who is now slightly smaller with red skin. Wait. <laughs> the Yaramayahu then repeats this process until the person becomes another Yaramayahu. How many times does it take? It depends on how big the person is. That's true, I guess. If you're already, what? They're like four to five feet tall, right? Three to four. Three to four. So if you're already five... I got the... Whatever. They're short. So if you're already five feet tall, then it might not take as long as if they try to swallow like a six, seven NBA star athlete. Yep. Hmm. Okay. So, in order to avoid the creature, you play dead until sunset. (laughs) That could be all day. (laughs) Or you don't go under fig trees. Also, yes. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, wild, right? (laughs) So, uh, I was trying to look at, okay, where did this come from? Right. First of all, a squaw? Don't know where that came from. Also, I was thinking that as you're describing them, they do, they are a little bit similar because they're both slightly amphibious. Right, because the Yarmayahs kind of look like frogs. Yeah, they have like a frog head. Yeah. People in Australian legend... Describe them as a mix with a goblin and a vampire. As far yeah, as I was like thinking their vampires, yeah, like blood sucking, right, and their appearance. Okay. So I was trying to look at okay, where do people think this legend came from? Sure. So one of the more realistic ideas is that of a tar- tarsier. Okay. T a r s i e r, which is a real primate. Okay. They're ones with really big eyes. Sure. Not an eye eye, but they have really big eyes. And they are real. They are small leaping primates of Southeast Asia, including areas of the Philippines. Okay. They're kind of a cross between lemurs and monkeys. They're somewhere in between there. Okay. They're 3.5 to 6 inches tall. Wait. Without their tail. (laughs) Okay. A little bit of a size difference going on. Right. Um, And also, were they introduced to Australia? No. I don't know. They're just, it's related in appearance, apparently. Sure. No, that's fine. This is the closest thing to real that they've come up with. Absolutely. So, uh, the 3.5 to 6 inches long without their tail, which is twice as long as their body. Okay, so that's where the size difference. Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. Now, their tail has kind of a scaly underside like that of a rat in order to grip onto things. Okay. Because they do jump from, like, tree to tree. Okay. Their fingers are like suction cups. They expand at the end to little disc-like adhesive pads, which okay. again is like the Yaramayahu. 
They have a hair-covered nose, unlike humans, monkeys, apes, and lemurs, which makes them different because, you know, our noses right. don't have hair. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. lemurs and other monkeys, they have, like, a bald nose. Okay. They have, which I found was, I just like the wording of it, especially long ankle bones. Yeah, so they can move their ankles. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that they can rotate their head 180 degrees. Ooh, that's cool. Also... Uh, a tie back to the Armayahu. They are the only entirely carnivorous primates. Really? What are they? How do you spell it again? T A R S I E R. I was gonna look at what they look like. Oh my god! But they're really cute. Looking. They're really cute. They have like a orangish brown. Yeah, color. they do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but they're carnivorous. They eat. Insects. Oh, they do kind of look like goblins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They eat insects, lizards, and snakes. Sure. Sure. So, moving on from them, because yeah. I don't think they're in the same area, uh, we're going to go to a less likely Depends on one, who you ask, but okay. But related in legend okay. to the Aramayahu. So, this is called a Garkane, G-A-R-K-A-I-N. Is this another actual animal? No. Okay, none of the rest like, of these I was going to look it up. No, none of the rest of these are actual Okay. Animals. So, I'm just saying, like, these legends also, like, spun off of each other, and I don't know what came first. Ooh, those guys are creepy. Yeah. So, Garcane, I might not be saying that right, so forgive me, but they haunt the dense jungle along the Liverpool River in northern Australia. Okay. They are known to swoop, they are known in legend to swoop down from trees on leathery wings and wrap their wings around their victims. Okay. They then suffocate them with their foul smell. <laughs> you smell so bad. <laughs> okay. They then devour the flesh of their victim and leave their soul to wander the jungle in search of their final resting place. Wow, dang. Savage. Savage. Now, as far as popular Classy, culture. Bougie. Ratchet. <laughs> the Garkin uh, appear in Blood Wings, which is a 1990 novel by Stephen Gresham. Gresham okay, sure. About a creature who haunts a small community on the edge of the Florida Everglades. So, okay. same creature, but they he moved it, right? it to Florida. It caught a boat over. It's fine. They have wings. They probably flew. All the way? I doubt it. Okay. Uh, they also appear in the Witcher video game series. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And there's several short stories by the name Garkane. Uh, mm -hmm. 2009, Samantha Henderson. And 2016, Carl Brandt. Okay. Now, do they look similar? No. No, okay, sure. They're just a vampiric-like creature mm -hmm. who was known in the same area. Yeah. And they dropped to down To also drop down and, yeah, mm -hmm. okay, kill their victims. Similar yeah. MO as far as, like, dropping down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And killing people. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, closer related as far as their, like, MO. Sure. Um, are the next creature who are also an Australian legend. Australia, what's going on? They're doing some things. <laughs> now, this one goes by the name, the scientific name, Thylarctos plummetus. Okay, they fall from... They're called drop bears. I've heard of this. So, okay, I really got into drop bears, and that's why this story became so long. Yeah. Because they just are so interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So, drop bears are supposedly a large carnivorous koala bear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Koalas are typically herbivores. Yeah. I know you know this. Docile. They uh, just kind of hang out in the trees. Right. Eat some, uh... Leaves. Yeah. Eucalyptus. Mm -hmm. And, like, get high and fall asleep. Sure. Basically. Uh, they're usually 2 to 2.8 feet tall and weigh about 33 pounds. Okay. Wait. Koala. Actual koalas? Okay. Real koalas. <laughs> okay. Now, drop bears, who drop out of trees and attack or eat tourists... Yeah. Specifically. But just they, not locals. Ah, wait. <laughs> but they are supposedly the size of a leopard and weigh 260 pounds. Oh, hold on. <laughs> okay. Do they look like koalas? I'm. Yeah. Really? Well, supposedly. Coarse orange fur with dark molting. Strong forearms for climbing and attacking prey, but they're supposedly like koalas. Huh. So more of like a more going back to more of like a primate type look not not like a drag it's as big as a jaguar but it doesn't look no like no a no, no no it's more of a well koalas are marsupials so more of yeah. like a primate marsupial type of vibe right right 
Okay. So, yes. So the the big idea here is that yes, it's part of Australian legend, mm-hmm. but it's mostly used as a hoax or a prank on tourists by the Australian locals. Okay. Because they say, you know, you can't go off by yourself because yeah. a dropper is going to get you. Dropper is going to get you. And they will go so far as to say, okay, I'm going to back up. I want you to remember our favorite scene from The Parent Trap. Okay. Um, the whole movie is my favorite scene. Um, oh, the Liz... No, the... the um, she's hitting the sticks together. Mm-hmm. And she's like... Ch-ch-ch. And he's like, what are you doing? She's like, getting rid of the bobcats. That's what the girls told me to just say. Right. And he's like, there's no bobcats around here. <laughs> right. So kind of along those lines, right? Sure, sure. So uh, locals will tell tourists, we have to put forks in your hair in case they drop down on the tree. Okay. Who would believe that, though? They also say you should put toothpaste or Vegemite behind your ears in yeah. order to ward them off. Sure. And if you want to be sure they don't attack you, you can only speak in an Australian accent. So they don't think you're tourists. Oh, okay. Well, this is kind of fun for me as a tourist, so I don't see what the big deal is. Good day, (laughs) mate. I think this is hilarious. But the drop bear may actually have roots in, like, an actual creature. Okay. So, according to a 2016 episode of Nature's Weirdest Events... The drop bear may be based on the Thylakeo carnifex. Probably I'm not pronouncing that right. But it's a now extinct marsupial lion. Okay. So supposedly these lived in the area. There are old native rock paintings of one sitting on a tree branch. Okay, this is getting slightly terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So the Australian Museum. The Australian Museum. Yeah, the official one. We've all been there. Yes. No, but it's called the Australian Museum, like the Ohio State. Has a small display with artifacts that may or may not relate to actual drop bears. Okay. Because they really play into this. It could be, well, either way, the drop bear sounds like a a part of the history. So even if it isn't real, Mm -hmm. those artifacts are still a part of the history. You know what I mean? Right. And they really play it up for tourists a lot. Sure. So, according to Australian Geographic in 2013, uh, they ran an April Fool's Day article stating researchers have found that drop bears are more likely to attack tourists than those with Australian accents. Now, I think Australian Geographic is a real, yeah, like a legit, yeah, I'm sure newspaper. But they based it on a paper published in the Australian Geographer, which seems to be more of like an Inquirer type, okay, deal. They do make references to museum entries from the Australian Museum, but they don't match the actual descriptions from the museum. So it's meant to be an April Fool's Day joke. Yeah, like, ha ha ha, everybody's speaking an Australian accent or else you're going to get attacked. Yeah. Which, how would you perform that experiment anyway? You just have people go walk under trees and hope they don't get attacked? I don't think so. I don't know, I'd have to read the paper. <laughs> See <laughs> no, their methods. No, it's not a big basis there. <laughs> So, as far as popular culture goes, I find drop bears to be very interesting as well. Uh, There is a rum company in Australia called Bundaberg Rum. Okay. And their mascot is the Bundy Bear, which is supposed to be like a drop bear. Sure. And now, they ran a particular commercial where Bundy Bear is hanging out with a group of men on, like, a camping trip. And they're all, like, sharing some rum, having a good time. Okay. Now, the uh, Bundy Bear is hanging out with a group of men. Yes. Like the drop bear. The is... mascot for this company, yes, okay. as Bundy Bear. Sure. Is hanging out with these guys. Okay. And they notice some clearly German tourists who are all female setting up a tent nearby. Okay. The men are trying to like get their attention, like, hey, come over here. Yeah. But also, you know, you can't camp there because of drop bears. And the girls are like, yeah, whatever, like drop bears. Ha yeah. ha. Well, as they're saying, yeah, yeah, haha, whatever, Bundy Bear drops out of a tree right into the girl's campsite. <laughs> the girls, like, run screaming into the men's campsite, and then uh, the bear basically, like, makes a haha, we gotcha. just like we planned kind yeah. of a thing. And then the whole group is sharing rum at the end of the commercial. The, this reminds me of two things. One, that being a commercial kind of reminds me of those Bigfoot commercials with the beef jerky, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Very funny commercials. It also reminds me of the episode of SpongeBob where the sea bear attacks them. <laughs> yes. I don't know why. 
So there's also an upcoming movie in 2021 called Drop. Let's go. I don't know if it'll be released in the United States, but... We'll fly to Australia. Netflix. I'm sure we can get it somehow. Oh, so I'll find it. This movie's teaser trailer has already been released. And I did watch it. Creepy. Yeah? Very creepy. Really? It's not like a... Oh, no, 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 no. This is not like the fun commercial. This is like... Well, not fun, but some scary movies like are like dumb scary. I don't think it's like the bunny man, where it's like a slasher, but right. it's like a man in a bunny suit. Yeah. This, you can't, you never actually see. Oh, it's supposed to be like here. legit scary. Yeah, I think so. Whew, okay. So I'm going to read you um, the description of the movie. Yeah. And then a quote by one of the producers. Okay, sure. Okay. Let's go. So uh, the description reads, Oliver returns to an ailing father in the sheep farm of his childhood. Finding a dwindling family and business under threat, he struggles to engage in a place where nobody talks much. But when a worker he befriends is attacked in the bush, a mysterious creature emerges from folklore. With his family in denial and all their lives at stake, Oliver confronts the challenges of their story, the skeleton of a nation in denial of its past. Heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. So it it kind of, well, I'll read you the quote first and then we'll talk about it. So this is a quote by Ben McNeil, the producer of the film Drop. Okay. Which is coming out in 2021. Yeah. As a nation of nations, we have legends built on legends, and we have characters like the Drop Bear. Everyone knows it, but there's no one story about where it came from or why it exists. And we have a very intriguing idea behind that, which goes beyond the idea of the creature as a joke. The film will offer a moving story that challenges us to look within, look into our history, and asks ourselves if this creature is symbolic, perhaps, of something deeper. Something we continue to tussle with as a country. As such, it might not be the story we expect as a nation, but we believe it's the story we need. Hey, Ben. I'm sorry? <gasps> okay, so is he saying that... Is he saying that this is, like, a metaphor for something else? Or is he saying that, like, the movie is not what you think it is? I think he's saying... They dug into this past the idea of it being a joke. Yeah. And made it into some kind of metaphor. But I don't know. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I don't know much about Australia, so I can't really... Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Reading into it, it's about the movie. It seems like the tale is... Everyone's like, oh, the drop bear's a joke that we play on each other, but he finds that it's real. Yeah. Unless, of course, they're trying to use it as a metaphor for something in his own mind. Yeah, but I don't or know like that. the country. That's what I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about Australia. Wow. But, but, but uh, we will watch it. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be a lot like. We did watch The Invisible Man. We didn't lie to you guys about that one. It was terrifying. There were multiple times that I jumped behind the couch. Legit, because I was so scared. But okay. I think that Drop is going to be similar to Antlers, which we also haven't seen yet, which is the Oh, Wendigo. the Wendigo one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it come out? I don't know. We should watch that, too. Yeah. But I think yeah, it's that makes similar, sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like, dark, kind of creepy It's background. not like a haha funny... Yeah, correct. Now, the only thing I've seen is the teaser, which is... Yeah. There's, it's basically the kid running through the woods, and yeah. then something's watching him in the trees. So okay. there's not really anything well, else Well, yeah, to there's, it. like, a whole year for it to come out, but... Okay, yeah, right. I got you. So Ooh. they haven't really released anything else. I'm yet. pumped. But, um, I say all that to say this. <laughs> the Yarma Yahoo... <laughs> It's my new favorite thing to say. Yaramaya. I think it's a very interesting legend. Yeah. I think that we don't fully understand it, obviously, because we're not from that culture. Yeah. But I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the the way they use it and like, okay, well, maybe we got that from the drop bear. Or maybe yeah. we got the drop bear from it. Or maybe it came from this actual Animal. marsupial right. lion. Like, we don't know. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of the drop bear before. Um... Just briefly, though, like, not in depth. But I definitely haven't heard of any of the others that you, like, talked about that mm-hmm. came from it, potentially. Right. And I don't understand why Drop Bear and the Squonk have scientific names. But they I do. Know. I don't know. I don't know if they're legit or they're, like... Well, if the Drop Bear, if... I don't know. You said they found, like, cave drawings of it, right? Well, that's based on an actual... 
more lion-like marsupial. Yeah, so maybe it's kind of from it could be that. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, um, also the the phylarchitus, the first part of it, mm-hmm. is kind of related, I believe, to like the koala. Yeah, probably. Uh, might be from the same name. family or something. Right. Well, so, if it's marsupial, then it might be in the same. Yeah, they try and make it seem like that. Kind of. So I just found these interesting. I know I like they're. It. I know I've already, I just did, like, a cryptid legend. Who cares? But I found these interesting, and I like the idea. If you guys care, send us stuff to do. If not, we're just going to keep doing what we want to do. Thank you, Kirsten, for suggesting the squonk. Yeah. I love him, and he breaks my heart. Yeah, he's really, he's something else. He's something else. He's wiggled his way in. They, I got to work on my pronouns, but... The squonks are awfully cute. And <laughs> the squonks are cute. The squonks are cute, and yes. I want to find one mm-hmm. and befriend him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it would be a good D and D character, honestly. Squon- squonk being the be- squonk. No, yeah, you'd almost want the squonk as like a, your not pet, but companion. Well, you could always use like mold water. True to make he- a squonk. <laughs> I make a squonk. <gasps> I make a squonk out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So anyway, what did you think? Loved it. I loved them all. It's not... Will it keep me up at night? Maybe, but once again, more along the lines of like, I just found the stories fascinating. I think the drop bear is like hilarious as a joke, mm-hmm. but like if it was real, that would be absolutely terrifying. 260 pounds. Yeah. Just you would just, just die from that. Up. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you would just die from that. No, I think I, I really liked him. I really enjoyed him. I'm definitely gonna start looking up about this movie because. And that's kind of what I figured. Like I don't, I, I did creepy last time, kind of with the bunny man, and this just ended up being more of a. I had a cryptid I wanted to talk about, yeah. and I found a couple more that were really interesting, and we're kind of thinkers, you know. Yeah. And another culture that we don't don't know much really, about right we don't yeah. delve into it very much we try to do more local things yeah but when i saw these i was like oh well let's be australia yeah crypt well not be them but explore them for <laughs> yeah it's definitely a nice refresher from uh shadow people and the whole time that i've been First of all, Shadow Peeper was terrified. Shadow Peeper. Shadow Peeper. I mean, technically, they are Peepers. (laughs) Marvinish Birches. Got in one. Got in one. Got in one. Um, They really freaked me out. I don't want to think about it again because I'll get worked up. Yeah, I'm already freaked out. It feels like there's someone behind me. (gasps) It is John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he is, actually. The John Cena cardboard cutout sits behind Caitlin while we record. Yeah. Always watching. Always and watching. Every once in a while, I look up to him. He's my guardian angel. And get some confidence and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, yeah, I just thought these were thinkers, and I think that oh, exploring these different regional cryptids will be fun. Yeah, cryptids are it. always fun. Cryptid I don't think corner. you'd want to date a drop bear, though. And squonks seem like they have too much emotional baggage. I have enough squonk energy. <laughs> Two for both of me and whoever I'm with. I don't need another squonk. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Filling up that space. True. Yeah. I exude squonk energy. That's not true. On the inside. I exude drop bear energy. Come <gasps> catch these hands. <laughs> I feel like a drop bear is like what we all need to be in Squonk life. and drop bear are my two. It's like the only two emotions. <laughs> no. There's no in between. It's like I'm crying constantly or I want to fucking punch somebody. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, like, either I'm crying or I'm dropping out of trees. I'm dropping out of trees. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yara my Yahoo. Yara my Yahoo. All right. Well, thanks. Those were awesome. Um, uh, We looked at pictures of them and they're fascinating. So definitely, definitely, definitely check out Facebook, Bug in a Rug, or Twitter and Instagram at BIAR Podcast to look at the pictures mm-hmm. that we post because they're wild. Squonk's cute. The other ones are a little bit wild. The one legend from Liverpool, those vampire things that drop down and suffocate you with their smell. Oh, yeah. The, those were scary the, looking. Um, 
Garcane. Yeah, those were scary looking. Yeah, they're probably the scariest one, and there's only like a little bit of information on them. Right, right. That you could, that I could find, and I was just like, this is not, we don't need to do this. No, because that was definitely scary. But yeah, so check it out. Um, go to our website if you want to look up any of this stuff. We'll leave uh, Whitney's sources. It's bugandarug.podbean.com. Um, if you guys have any questions, or suggestions. Or suggestions. Or you just want to say hi, you know, hit us up on any of those. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com. Hey, guys. We have a lot of stickers. We've got a lot of stickers. You want a sticker? Tell us which one. If you want a sticker, tweet at us your favorite picture of any of these cryptids that we talked about. And we'll we'll send one to you. If you don't want to tweet at us or send us, send us a DM on Facebook, Instagram. See... Squonks. Comment comment your favorite picture on Facebook. Squonks and stickers rule. Garkins drool. <laughs> That's good. I like that, actually. Or just Yarama Yahoo. Yarama Yahoo. That was good. I like that a lot. Thanks. I liked that transition, so I appreciate you You're easing welcome. me into it. You know, I'm really good at improv. Segways are nice. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with me, guys. Yeah, and, uh, we hope you guys are, you know, not going crazy during quarantine we are we are so you know hit us up because (laughs) please talk to us (laughs) we only have each other and oh wait by the end of quarantine my goal is to not be a complete squonk uh it's okay too late (laughs) (laughs) sure we can do it we can work on that i guess uh but yeah all right i guess that's all unless you have anything anything else All right, guys, Um, have a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon, night. Stay safe. Stay safe. Signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.